You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with Scott Dunstan, the president of the Dunstan Group, and we are here with Juliet Cunley. And I think I got that right now. Yes, she, nailed it. I, all right. Well, I'm, I'm already off to a great start here on the podcast. Uh, she's the owner of Sun Counseling and Wellness, and she's a licensed clinical mental health counselor. Now, it is not breaking news, you know, that this year with really everybody staying at home, working from home, kids at home, learning from home, you had to be a teacher, you had to be a, a you know, work. It was everything. You had to be everything at once, and it was all happening in your house. And that was really tough for a lot of people, specifically when you discuss mental health. Now, you know, right now where the days are hot, the sun is shining, vaccinations are up, we're starting to go outside again, people are starting to breathe a little bit easier. But while fresh air and sunshine can do a lot for our mood right now, sometimes we need more. And sometimes people need help. You know, I think everybody has a friend that needs help. And, and right now is the time that you need to be talking to people, you know, love on your friends, love on your family. You know, if there's somebody that needs help, you know, we need to get them in touch with people like Juliet, and we're really excited to talk a little bit more, you know, about her practice. Now, she is a licensed clinical mental health counselor, like I mentioned, and she's the owner of Sun Counseling and Wellness, whose practice also offers nutritional and integrative services for the whole mind, body, and spirit wellness package. This all sounds fantastic. And she's going to join us today to share, you know, some of that insight. And I think this is really, really important as we're coming out, you know, of this pandemic or, or, or whatever's really happening. But if you, if you really want to take a look look at, at the United States, a look at the world, like mental health is not only something that's important, but now people are really starting to talk about it, right? It's not something you're hiding. It's not something that, oh, well, you know, you get over it, you'll be tough. And I think this is really important that Juliet not only is joining us to talk about this, but sharing her knowledge. So thank you so much, Juliet. We're so excited to learn more and welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. I'm so glad to be invited, you guys, because I am on a mission to jump on this momentum that you're talking about, about more people being willing to own their mental health struggles on a mission to destigmatize. It's so important now more than ever. Yeah, no, no kidding. I want to back up a little bit because your your resume reads like you're a true Renaissance woman. You've, you've been involved <laughs> in a lot of different things. Um, you have a degree at, in, at, from Wake Forest in sociology and minors in music and women's studies. And while on campus, you had posts in Screaming Demons leadership team and Sports Illustrated on campus and all these things. So You have the full resume. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, like you, you seem like a, a great overachiever. And uh, I'm just curious, like growing up, what motivated you? Was it sports, music, school, all of the above? Oh yeah. Wow. What a good question. Yeah. All of the above. I am, I'm the youngest of three and I have two older brothers and I think there was some of that just inherent birth order motivation, <laughs> um, that, that there were big shoes to fill there, but, um, but also just permission from my parents to try anything and everything. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I like following in their, their footsteps with like, you know, Aerosmith is my favorite band. I think that's probably because they listen to them. And then that, you know, and then um, we're huge Duke basketball fans. I grew up going to games and like, you know, so just these things that were always just a part of my world. And um, yeah, and so I, it's, it's really cool now, you know, being an entrepreneur and owning, owning my own business that I can have some room to still do some of those things. I still sing acapella. Um, you know, still I have blue hair because I'm still a diehard dookie, you know, just all the things that you can, st I, I have allowed myself to, to be a part of my life still. Wow. Scott's a dookie over here. He loves yeah. Coach K and the whole, you know, 
Duke oh, Blue Devils. How sad are we this I year? Mean, I know. Well, I know. It's an end of an era, but hopefully it gives someone else an opportunity to what to a take the, what a damn take shame. Bu- Next topic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but for real. Um, I think that's really cool, and I, I think having two older brothers is is interesting, specifically from a motivation standpoint. Now, what I want to do is jump in. So when you went and got your master's, um, you know, into counseling, when did you know that not only this would be something that would be a passion of yours? But tell us about that journey from not only deciding to go and and study this, but now opening up your own practice. Mm -hmm. So I first went to therapy as a client when I was uh, young. So a kid when I had just big existential death anxiety. So I think I was maybe eight or nine years old. So and then I went periodically throughout uh, high school, college. And so I just always knew the power of having somebody sit in your story with you and Um, and I will never forget those experiences. So I have always been interested and then just, you know, going through my own trauma, own, you know, all the, the stuff, the human stuff. I have, I mean, it's just never boring. So I just was like, I want to do that for my job because, um, you never know what's going to walk in the door and I'm never going to, um, feel like that's stale. So, uh, yeah. So I went after a a couple other, you know, random career hops, finally, um, things lined up to get my master's and, um, I started at a treatment center an eating disorder treatment center. Um, so did some agency work to get all my hours and experience and it was invaluable. Um, but at, at some point I decided, uh, I didn't want to be kind of boxed in, you know, it's, it was still a business at the end of the day and kind of following other people's rules and other people's culture. And, uh, so at 2015 is when I first went off on my own. And the idea there was just at that point was just, um, I want to be able to see who I want to see, kind of mix it up a little bit, not just see eating disorders, but but really spread um, spread out and and start to turn it into something that really fit my vibe. Um, so then I was still with a group practice as an independent contractor for several years, which was also amazing. Um, and then. 2020. So January 2020 is when I decided I'm going out completely, completely on my own. (laughs) So um, I will say from a business perspective, the interesting thing about that transition was I didn't realize how boxed in I had been even as an independent contractor within this other group, though, is just from a culture perspective. Like I once I really went out on my own in January 2020, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can be creative. I can, now I can turn this into this sort of this dream I always thought might never come true, this wellness center idea, this really holistic practice, Um, you know, and then the pandemic hit, um, but from, for mental health professionals, uh, we really thrived in this, in, in the pandemic because people were struggling. And so that kind of gave the momentum and the push and the need was there. And so I was able to kind of bring on a bunch of people and, and create a dream team that's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. And, and talking about timing. Good Lord. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like, it's I mean, like it definitely perfect. scary, right? Yeah. It, it's been really scary. So what, uh, if you don't mind me asking on a high level, what are you seeing from your, uh, do we call them clients or patients yeah. or yeah, uh, clients? Um, like what do you see from them on a high level as to what they're experiencing and, and what they're dealing with? Are you seeing commonalities between folks or is it is everyone truly an individual in this regard? Yeah, I mean, of course, everybody has their own um, individual stuff. But from in, during the pandemic, 
the theme really was anxiety, depression, you know, um, the social isolation that was forced upon us really mimicked and mimics depression and social anxiety. And so if you had even a little bit of that, it was exacerbated. And maybe if you didn't even have it before, you started to experience some of that. So just that's the really high level, uh, you know, lots of just uncertainty. So, you know, I, uncertainty is the foundation of anxiety. And so, of course, we all found ourselves um, because we want we want a sense of control, right? We want to feel like we have some agency in what's happening and none of us had that. And then the the goalposts kept moving. You know, we thought how naive we were in the beginning, right? We thought it was gonna be a couple of weeks. And then, so that constant, um, it was a really a collective trauma, you know, that we all were enduring. And then depending on um, the support system we do or, or did or didn't have, or our coping skills that maybe were taken away from us, um, all of those things really just brought a lot of the, you know, mental health struggles to the forefront. So the research does show anxiety, depression, stress have all been increased. So I, I want to go back kind of in, in my life and, and a unique experience that I had. And I think it's changing as we're, we're getting more, um, I guess, open to talking about mental health. So when I was in high school, my soccer coach was actually the lead counselor at our high school. So I had a really unique opportunity to not only get to play for, for Chris Samverain, which I love him, um, but I got an opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with him. And it wasn't in that like, oh, they're going to see the counselor, right? Like it was like almost yes. like detention, uh. but it's not, it's like people need to open up and like have those conversations. So I kind of got like, a, a step in the door of being able to have a counselor that, that I loved and that I got to talk to and I got to have those conversations that maybe I didn't want to have with my parents. And that really helped me a lot as I was going through my teenage years. And I think about it all the time. But now you fast forward to 2021 and you look at this world we live in with, with social media and everybody wants to portray that their life is fantastic. And we just know that's not the case. And I feel like in the last year, a lot of people have been very brave to come out and share their stories. Um, whether it's an eating addiction, whether it's, you know, mental illness, wh whatever it is. Right. And they're doing that because they want to help others. They want people to realize like we're all human. Like we all mm -hmm. have issues, like all of us, yeah. nobody's perfect. I don't care if your Instagram puts this amazing picture. Everybody has a bad day. They have a good day. They have all those things in between. You need to have that conversation. So what I'm saying is, is do you think now people are more open to having those conversations and how do you feel like social media can play into to really helping people because yeah. social media is the giant of it's not just keeping up with your neighbors called the Joneses is now you're trying to keep up with the entire world. Yeah. And it's the highlight reel, like you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, it's impossible. Well, first, it's beautiful that you had that experience in high school that kind of gave permission to have these ca right. conversations more casually, um, but also realize the benefit of somebody outside your family, like you said. Yeah. And I think people are, are more willing now, like you said, to help others. But also, once you do present more authentically in that way, you actually realize like, damn, this feels good. Mm -hmm. Like to be, to just let down the guard or take off that I want to say mask, but then everybody thinks COVID mask, but take off that <laughs> yeah. mask and just, and just show up. You start to realize like, whoa, there's a lot more freedom in that. So I think it's kind of, it starts this cycle then of like, oh, showing up in the world actually feels good. Mm -hmm. And so then other people start picking up on that too. Uh, so yes, I think this is the, the good of social media is that when people do show up more authentically or even own their story about therapy or some kind of past trauma or struggle, it does make it a little bit more relatable 
So it makes it less, uh, if you think about how the media has portrayed mental illness, it's typically like violent, scary, weird, you know, so these things that really contribute to the stigma. But when you see that, you see somebody just scrolling by, it starts to make it a little more relatable, less scary, and, and give your you more permission to show up in that way too. So side note, you know, I also, I started a podcast during this called Who You Calling Crazy, um, where I interview um, people that I think are really interesting people that people want to know, um, you know, recognizable people, particularly in our community in Charlotte, um, where they just really dig into their own mental health stories. And the feedback has been so awesome because I think people are, are craving hearing that. So the guests are craving to be able to tell their story, to own it for all the reasons we just said, but then other people want to hear that too, to realize like, it's okay to not be okay. And guess what? It's, we're all a shit show. This is, a, we're all humans. This is fine. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the forefront. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I think it's a, a really popular and unpopular topic. No one wants to be labeled with mental illness and things of those natures and, and that they're actually struggling with something. So... Um, well, and it's like what he said, you know, you may not have a diagnosable clinical disorder, okay, but you do know what a bad day is. You do know what grief is or fear, and, and all of that is unavoidable because you're a human. You know, it, yeah, I totally agree with that. And one thing, that, so I love sports, right? I'm going to jump into this because I think a lot of people put athletes, specifically professional athletes on this pedestal, like their life must be amazing. They make millions of dollars. There have been a lot of athletes recently that have come out and talked about their battles with mental illness. And I think that puts a, a, a real kind of just, uh, you know, what's the, not a vibe, but like the, the realness to what they are going through where you yeah. can look at them and be like, Oh, you got a $5 million home and you got every car that you ever want. You travel on a private jet, but yet you're dealing with mental illness. And it makes people realize like you can have all the materialistic things in the world. You can be rich. You can be poor. You can be black. You can be white. You can be freaking purple if you want to. But the reality is, is we all go through this. And now people like you that are opening that up. So I want to know, like, from the process of if, if there's somebody listening to this right now, whether they need help, whether they think a friend needs help, like what are the steps that people need to take to help their friends and their family and their community? And what do we need to be looking out for uh, to be able to be that resource and that person that 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 person really needs? Yeah, good question, because it can be really intimidating. And it's the bravest thing to take that first step to say, I'm going to let somebody else into this, right? It's very, very vulnerable. And then when you start that process, you can start to get really overwhelmed. So I often tell people to start with, if you have a good relationship, like with, with your doctor, for example, um, start there and open up there and ask if they have any recommendations or refer referrals for you. And that's a really good place because they usually have lists and we, therapists make really good relationships with doctors in the community too so they understand our specialties and all of that so that's a good place to start and because um, there's less of a stigma around physical health um, people usually do have those relationships so starting there is a good place um, online there are you know if you just google or go to psychologytoday.com there's you can filter to look for therapists in your area um, and you know i think the, the other question we get a lot is how do i know who the right fit is or who you know who to reach out to and one thing i do want your listeners to take away is that the the fit the match between therapist and client is actually the most important thing so at the end of the day it really doesn't matter where i went to school or what you know my if if we don't vibe you're not going to get anywhere and so i really encourage people to take 
uh, advantage if the therapist offers a free meet and greet to meet and just like have a conversation and just get a feel for their style and their, you know, if they're casual, if they're conversational, if they're clinical and kind of and just, you know, make sure that you think it's going to be a good fit. And that's a really, really important part too. And people sometimes feel like they can't jump around or, um, you know, they feel bad if they don't actually vibe with the therapist. It's okay. It's okay to, you know, so I hope that answers the question. Start with your doctor, do some Googling, ask around and understand that the therapist's job is to then collaborate with you to make you feel comfortable and understand the process. So you don't have to go in knowing what to do, quote unquote. I love it. Tell me, um, when you go on your website, there's a lot of things that you offer, but one of them is nutrition. And I think, you know, this question is going to be around the overall kind of maybe day, week, month of an individual that could be going through issues and, and really just the small things that you can change, whether that's working out, whether that's eating right. Tell us the importance of not only nutrition, but having that kind of balanced day. Um, so you don't put yourself into a situation where you're getting into addiction, where you're looking for that outlet and you kind of have that that support yeah. behind you. Yeah. So I'll, I'll clarify first. So I have a dietitian on my team. Nice. So I have a registered dietitian, um, certified eating disorder dietitian. And so she's the one that will do the nutrition work with people. I can still answer that question though, from the perspective of just considering the whole client, um, which is why I definitely wanted to have a dietitian on my team. So I often talk to clients about, you know, what is your relationship with food? What is your relationship with exercise, with your body? And understanding it in that way can help people kind of recognize whether there's like a, a power dynamic, you know, if there's um, lots of rules and rigidity they might have around certain parts of it, uh, if there's acceptance and neutrality, or if there's a lot of judgment and criticism and that sort of thing. Um, and so when we talk about self-care, which is a big buzzword, which I kind of hate when things become buzzwords because then it gets super watered down and it can almost become like another thing that we are like, oh, dang, I, I'm not good at this self-care thing. And I don't want it to be one more thing that we're like, you know, beating ourselves up about. Self-care is about these things that you're mentioning. Like, am I fueling my body well? Am I getting enough rest? Um, actually, foundationally, it's just what do I need? What do I need? And and how often do we really stop to ask ourselves that? Not very often. But to me, that's what self-care is. As many times as you need to during the day, what do I need? Okay, I really am going to listen to my body. And it's saying, like, I can't keep burning the candle at both ends, Or you know, for example. Um, and being really attuned to those cues is really critical at, at kind of feeling like you've got more agency over how your day goes or, or you know, what you're doing. Does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. And one and, and kind of shifting gears and Scott mentioned this a little bit um, as far as what are kind of the things that you're seeing. You know, I think as a country and I'll just speak to the United States of America in the last year and a half, there's been so many things going on. Right. So many things. It's almost like you got to step back and like, whoo, wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, and oh, that's yeah. everybody, right? And so, I mean, you can't just throw everyone in one bucket and say everyone's dealing with this, but you, it's kind of like a combination of like 10 years of things that could happen in like one year and everybody's going through so many different things. What are you seeing right now? Um, and I don't even know if I want to say like, what's the number one thing that you're seeing, but what what do people need to, to really focus on? Because I feel like there might've been a lot of people that didn't have true issues or maybe issues that they wanted to address. And now it's kind of all come out. Tell mm -hmm. me kind of what are you seeing in the last year and, and how do people kind of 
you know, help themselves in that perspective? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think the my answer would be stress and anxiety um, because of that uncertainty component. So whether we're talking about pandemic, politics, financial stress, um, wearing all the hats, like you mentioned in the beginning, uh, these things that we've never had to do, our reserves were naturally really drained. Our reserves are pretty low (laughs) because we didn't know, we'd never had to navigate anything like this before with all of those components like you're talking about. And so yet we have this expectation as humans and maybe as Americans more of just keep it, keep it moving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We really wear busyness as a badge of honor in our country. And so there was this forced slowing down on us, but that almost contradicted like what we're used to. Right. So I think that naturally brings just some strain, stress and anxiety. Uh, So if I had to just boil it down to one thing, I feel like that's at the core of any presenting concern was just feeling out of control. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, we we always talk about control where you can control, but think about the last year and a half, there were so many things that were thrown at you that you can't control yet impacted your life in a big, big way. No matter what it is, personal, professional, like it doesn't matter. You know? Yes. And I also think it's worth, I'm just going to take this opportunity too to be like, you know, as mental health therapists who we, I re, we were on the front lines during all of this are on the front lines. We were holding your trauma while we were also dealing with ours. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you, exactly. how do you focus on that? Like, I mean, you have to be mentally tough as well with you and your family, your children, your husband, um, and, and those of th- that are in like in your inner circle. And then you have clients and everybody's facing the same issue at the same time and dealing with it differently. You know, mm. I saw it with our team here. Uh, you know, there were some people that felt some certain way, some people that felt the other way. And, and every now and then tension would arise and, you know, we weren't together. So it was hard to ha- have those face-to-face conversations. And one thing just led to another. And it's like the snowballing effect of just messiness. Yes. And a lot of noise, right? And a a ton of noise. Like, yes. And so like my, my personal goal, um, and I'm not perfect at this, but, but I've learned to, uh, to achieve this over time is to focus on what you can control. And, and it's, there's very little that we could control. And last year certainly (laughs) proved that, but what we can, yeah, what we can control is our attitude. We could control how we respond to those things. We could control, um, who we surround ourselves with, we could control whether we work out or not, or what we eat or not. And um, so I kind of take that mental toughness. I, I read a lot of like Navy SEAL books. Um, okay. And that's where I've sort of tried, and I'm far from a Navy SEAL, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but but I like their mentality and their the way they can handle stress in, in high level, stressful situations. Um, uh, but anyway, I, that's, as long as there's also permission in that, though, right, you know, for us humans that aren't like cut out to be like Navy SEALs, right, because that's a very particular sure, cloth. Of course. But as long as there's permission to understand, yes, to some extent, you can control how you respond and your attitude. But again, when there is so much coming at you, it there also has to be room to just sort of crumble and know you need sure. you need other support. And I think that's what, you know, so 
I have my own therapist, you know, I have my own other, I know who to go to when I start to feel like I just, I, during the pandemic, especially when I felt like I can do this, um, you know, (laughs) and so that we all have that permission to know, like, we don't have to figure it out ourselves too. Sure. hundred percent. And that's, that probably, and you were speaking to it earlier, just the perception of maybe weakness or, someone not wanting to admit that they might have a problem or, or whatever it is, the stigma you talked about, like, let's talk about that a little bit. What are you doing to, to make that change and make it more acceptable? Because I I think you're a hundred percent right. It's, it's a problem and it, it needs to be on the forefront of conversations. I mean, there's so many people that are dealing with it. Yeah. And it's like you guys said, I mean, it, it, mental illness, mental health struggles, it's an equal opportunity um, offender. You know, it doesn't matter how much money you have, who you are, because all of us are human before we are fill in the blank. Sure. <laughs> and so that part of understanding, you know, the stigma happens on a few different levels. There's, you know, like public stigma, um, there, which might include just the language we use too, which is why I use, why I named my podcast that, um, because people will say crazy or, you know, whatever, things like that, that, that actually really do matter because that perpetuates this idea of like, ooh, you'd be really kooky if, you know, whatever it is. Um, so language, institutional stigma, um, and individualized stigma, which is what you're saying of just kind of questioning our, sometimes we question ourselves, like, is this really a problem? You know, it, this doesn't count, or why can't I just get my stuff together? Like, whatever that may be. So there are stigma on a lot of different levels. Um, and I think, you know, the fact that this, it feels different over the past several months. And like I said, that's my mission is to turn that into a movement, not just a moment where we stay on that, where mental health is just as important as physical health. So you go to the, you know, physical therapist, if you have a running injury, okay, go to a mental health therapist when you're feeling stressed. Um, I think it helps to understand what therapy really is. So it's not just, you know, some old white dude, you know, you're talking to while you're laying on a couch in a, you know, a sterile clinical office, like therapy can be really cool. Therapy is dope. Like therapy can be casual. And like, it's just, I think that's part of it too, is getting, that's why I like to kind of get out there too. Like, I'm not saying I'm cool, but just where it's (laughs) a little bit more, a little bit more relatable. And therapy is a collaborative process. That's not just about, if I have this struggle, what do I do? But maybe I also just want to dig into, you know, my own stuff and have some more self-awareness. Maybe I want to enhance and and better my relationships. Maybe I want to learn different communication skills. Um, You know, maybe I just, maybe I don't even know, but it just kind of sounds cool to like dump some stuff in somebody else's office and leave it there. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like there are lots of different functions and purposes of therapy. So, First off, if you are listening, please go check out her podcast because I think it's a great place to start for people to really understand what you just said, right? And you have some awesome people. We have some guests that we've had on here that we love. Molly Grantham. Um, oh, cool. Eugene Robinson. We haven't had him on, but that would be great to have him on. Um, Ohavia Phillips is awesome. You had Colleen yeah. Odegaard, who is also awesome. So like these are big names in the Charlotte community, and I think it's going to be really unique to hear their perspective on not only mental health, but I think yeah. the way that you approach it is something where people can go and listen to a podcast and maybe that's the first step, right? Like maybe if you don't have anywhere to start, go listen to the podcast, like, like listen and hear what other people are going through. There are so many out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I I just love that when you say who you call crazy, like what a great name for a podcast. 
because you just hit it right on the on the head, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all crazy. You know what I mean? Right, like, let's right. be honest. Like, <laughs> right. let's be real. Because, like, build, build the onion back. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. And that's what I say in the outro is like, I think you mean human. Like, that's what you yeah. mean, yeah. you know? And yeah, it. and there are some, we have, I have um, Brooklyn Deckers on next week's podcast. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, Jeff Jamie cool. Lynch is the next week. So like really, yeah. and they all talk about their experiences with therapy and mental health and it's just like i i hope that that helps kind of put down the guard a little bit and then i give some therapy highlights at the end too so you can start to understand like how it could be helpful too you know we we've all been through life's tough right we talk about it all the time and and uh it, it throws a lot of curveballs but i went through a divorce about uh seven years ago it was definitely a low point didn't see it coming total surprise uh yada 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 and I was embarrassed by it because in mm -hmm. my mind it, it wasn't it, it wasn't supposed to happen it wasn't one of those things that that i saw early on that would ever happen you know and that's yeah. the thing about life that's crazy it's it's like right what you envision it being is oftentimes not even close to what it ends up being right um but during that process what i learned i kept that in for four or five months i didn't tell a soul i was embarrassed like whatever um and frankly i thought we could fix it uh, but mm -hmm. what I came to find out was that wasn't an option. Uh, she was checked out, whatever. That was the terminology used. And yeah. what I found is that I didn't seek counseling, which looking back, I probably should have. Um, mm -hmm. But what I found was when I started telling like my inner circle and my friends, Ooh, I yes. immediately started feeling better yes. because, because they offered perspective that I had never even considered. Yeah. And, and uh, so I, I, I would meet with my friends like we'd go to lunch hey man i got something to tell you and you know the more i did that the the more and more i adjusted and felt better about it and had confidence to move forward with whatever yes. my new path was you know yeah so uh, that also uh, makes me think like i'm getting sorry to, started you know yes yes um, and sorry to interject but no. i also think about like you know brene brown says the antidote to shame is to speak whatever you're holding in. Right? right. So I think that's, that's part of what you're saying is just shedding some light on it and getting it out of your own head. And, and there's such a relief in that. hundred percent. Like I was yeah. about to explode. Like I, yes. I hadn't, I just hadn't, I was keeping it all in. And, and that's what I found out about myself at that point. Well, one, you find out who your inner circle is and the people that really care about you. That's a blessing. Right. Yes. And, and I really value that at this point in life. And that was another big lesson for me. Um, but, but man, it, I felt yes. so much better after it. So I'm a huge proponent of that. And I didn't even realize that, that that would make me feel that way. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, that we're not so, actually meant to carry it all ourselves too. That's right. That's yeah, right. So, we're not wired that way. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, it, it helped me a great deal. Um, yeah. and I would, I would advise that to anyone. Um, awesome. So anyway, absolutely. That's just one little story. I could I could beat you up all day with it. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> well, that's what you do. Absolutely. Yes. I get so energized by those authentic conversations, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that's the thing is like you. We all know what superficial conversations feel like, but I think some of this comes with age too, where you're just like, eh, I'm You know, I want my people. I want the depth. I want my real people. <laughs> exactly. You you hit the nail on the head. Uh -huh. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually proud of the way, um, I handled all of that and came out of it, you know, yeah. um, and frankly, 
as we continue to live, if we if we choose to be an optimist, we we see the actual blessings of that moment, and and we become better people because of it. I know I'm a better person. I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my friends. It, it, sure. It's you know all these things. Um, yes. And and uh, so anyway, I, I'm always of the belief that we don't learn as much when we're like uber successful. I, I learn way more like when I'm at a bottom or, or a failure it. point, you know? Um, and that's it. Like they say, whatever doesn't kill you only makes you stronger. So yeah. anyway. That's it. But learning that we can trust that and handle it, right? That's the hard part is kind right. of being confident that we can get through that temporary discomfort. Yeah. That's right. That's huge though. So you, you mentioned something and, and before we kind of, you know, wrap this up, um, you mentioned authentic conversations and me and Scott talk about this all the time. You know, that's one of the biggest things that's lacking in our community now, right? Specifically having conversations with people that are not like you. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's a huge issue that people need to, to step up to the plate because the reality is we're a lot more alike than the media and everybody else wants to portray. But what me and Scott and you as well, specifically having the opportunity to have conversations with a lot of different people, it makes us a better like it makes me a better person to be able to have now, you know, over 200 conversations with 200 different leaders in this community, a lot of them that are not like me, right? A lot of them that could be passionate about something that's not like me. Now, the neat thing is, is I now get a, a, a deep dive into their life, right? And when mm-hmm. I walk away from our recording sessions, I feel very blessed to be able to have the opportunity yeah. to hear that. And yeah. I can only think the same thing with you being a counselor. Now, a lot of that is obviously confidential. You're not allowed to talk about it. But I know with you having those conversations with a lot of other people, you probably leave that day going home to your kids and your family and not only feeling blessed, but feeling like you're making a difference, but also understanding that everybody that you walk around, we all have a story, right? We're all going through something. And now in 2021 is the time to stand in front of that mirror, right? It's the time to talk to your friends about it. You don't even need to think about like, oh, I have an issue, I need to have a conversation. Just have a conversation and that might lead you to the issue, right? Like it's just have the conversation and that can open up so many different doors. And I think that's what you've been able to do and also through the through podcasting is something that we've been able to do. Yeah. Um, it sounds crazy, but it's like every time we have guests on, it's kind of like my own therapy. Yes. Right. That I sounds crazy, that. but it is. It's, For it's, sure. I feel I inspired. That. I leave here blessed. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Sure. I feel like I just got injected with, like, let's go. You know, it's right. like, it's crazy. So, right. I either feel like I need to take a nap or want to, like, run down the street <laughs> yeah. screaming. Like, yeah. That's so true. But, but I, yeah, what you just, I'm just like louder for the people in the back, right? Yeah. Like, that is that it like what's the point of any of it if we don't just show up in that way and we don't get there wherever there is unless we all get there <laughs> and yeah. that's and that and so thank you for saying that and and i love that you f- you guys feel that too and, and that's how you know the work you're doing is also important it matters it does yeah and you know the other, other neat thing is is we talk to so many people that are different than us and i say this all the time mm-hmm. i'm not going to be passionate about every single thing that someone comes on this podcast and talks about mm-hmm. but one thing i will be is understanding why they are passionate about that right and that makes me a better person it makes me a better husband a better father it makes me a better member of this community because now i'm not trying to just put everyone in buckets and say well you're not like me and you're not like me and you're not like me we're all the same right we're all in this community together and i think that's kind of the thing that a lot of people people are lacking, right? People want to, you know, stay in their circle and they don't want to kind of get out there. Like 
I would challenge every single person listening to this. Have a conversation with a stranger. Have a conversation with someone that doesn't look like you. I promise you, if you get five minutes with them, you'll walk away from that and your entire mindset could potentially change. Mm -hmm. And, And I just think that's super important. So. And Anyways, we tend to really label, we label, right? right? We label and meaning. And if we could try to let some of that go, just be a little more fluid, then that, that would also lend itself to, to what you're saying, to that connection. I totally agree. Yeah. So when right now, you know, if people are going through issues, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? What's the best way to, to not only follow Sun Counseling and Wellness, but if we do have friends, if we, if ourselves, anyone that needs help, yeah. what's the best way to get in contact with you? Yeah, thank you. Um, Instagram is is really um, a good, fun way too to also just kind of get some tips. And it's not therapy, but it's you know some good stuff. Um, so our handle is Yep, I go to therapy. Love <laughs> um, it. Awesome. <laughs> um, and and then you know our website is suncounselingandwellness.com. And and I always say to people too, even if it's not me or anybody on my team, I am always happy to connect you with other uh, resources in the area too. So that's one of the things that. Um, you know, good therapists will do is to make sure that you find a, a place to land. So I love when people reach out and ask um, for themselves or friends. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Awesome. That's awesome. I love I love your tagline. Every sunrise brings a fresh start. <laughs> Cheesy but true. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Your website's beautiful, by the way. It, it's, it feels you. inviting. It's comfortable. Um, I think you've done a great job with that. Oh gosh, thank okay. you. For sure. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah, I so love this conversation, guys. I hope to meet you in person someday. That yeah, awesome. I feel Definitely. like we could talk all day, but we could. I know. <laughs> we and have then to be respectful of your time. And then take a nap. Yeah. No. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah. Juliet, All right, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And for everybody listening, please like, share, comment, go follow Juliet, follow what she's doing. Uh, it's it's super important, not only for our community, but you know, now's the time to check on your friends, your family, your kids, everyone. You know, if you haven't had that conversation in a long time, it can be as simple as how are you doing? And then listen. Uh, and if you feel that there is a, a next step, Juliet and her team would love to help you out. You guys can reach out to Scott or me and we can get you in touch or reach out to Juliet directly. But thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.